from ministry to Hollywood and all things in between. Actor T.C. Stallings helps us explore today's issues through a biblical lens. Let's dive in to TCS Live. Hey, what's up, everybody? I want to welcome you to another episode of the TCS Live show right here on the Edify Network. I'm your host, T.C. Stallings. And as always, I want to thank you for hanging out with me each week. And for anybody listening for the first time, I want to thank you as well. And hopefully you'll be sticking around from here on out, joining me each week from here on out as we talk every week about living life with a God-first mentality and with Jesus out in front and with the Holy Spirit giving us strength and with the Bible giving us instruction. That's it. That's what it's all about. That's the TCS Live Show in a nutshell. And uh, on last week's show, we talked a lot about my new movie, called My Brother's Keeper. It's out now in theaters. And thanks to everybody who's been supporting it. You know, I really, really, really appreciate that. I appreciate the reviews and and uh, people saying that they were inspired by it. And, you know, I hope I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you will continue to enjoy it. And for those who are still aiming to go see the film while it's in theaters, just head to www.mbkfilm.com and uh, check out your local listings and see where the theaters are near you. And also while you're there, if you don't see a theater near you, just hit the tab that says show the film at your church. Just click that tab. And uh, this will give you information on other ways to see the film at your church or organization or anywhere that can handle a film type of presentation. And uh, you'll be able to, to enjoy the film if you're uncomfortable with theaters right now. You know, we understand that, you know, with the COVID thing going on and and uh, so, you know, that might not be something you're interested in doing. And so this is a way where you can get the film to you. So hopefully everybody will be able to see My Brother's Keeper. Uh, very challenging role for me. I, I got to tell you, I say it all the time because uh, I'm just floored that I had an opportunity to to take on such a such a really challenging role. Uh, it's a blessing. So, you know, I, you all know I like to open up with a thought-provoking question. And today is no different. So here's the one for today. Should you care what people think about you? Think about that a little bit. Should you care what people think about you? Now, I'll tell you right now, context is everything with a question like this. So let's give this question in some context. In asking this question, here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about from a Christian perspective, right? That's how I'm coming at this question. And I'm, and I'm talking about what the people on this earth think about you as a Christian, as a Christ follower. Should you care what other people think about you? Should you care what other people think about the way you live your life, the things you do, things you say, the places you go, what they think about you? Now, I asked this same question on social media a few days ago. And it's funny, I was going to read the answers I figured I might get a, a, a good bit of variety, but I also knew there was a chance that I was going to get the same thing. And in essence, I got both. I got a variety of the same answer. And, and the answer that most people gave, really everybody in one way, shape or form, was, I don't care what people think about me. I only care what God thinks. I just I just summed up the more than 40, 50 answers that I got. There was one person that said something, and this person is on Facebook. She will know who she is. There's one person that said something that is basically the essence of my show today. And you'll see what I'm getting at in a second. And if that person's listening, she's going to be like, yep, I, that's how I felt too. But yeah, on the, on the whole, 
the 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 answer is no. Nah, I don't care what people think about me. Um, I only care what God thinks. And here's the thing, because I knew that's what I was going to get, and that's why this podcast is so important for this particular topic. Uh, a question like this, what I just asked, the question of should you care what people think about you, really is all about context. So, if we were answering this question as a Christian, you might be surprised at my answer. You might be surprised at what I'm about to tell you because the answer is absolutely yes. It's, it's, it's you should. You you 100% should care deeply about what other people think about you. Now, before you lose your mind <laughs> and stop listening to the TCS Live show, <laughs> let's talk about context for a second. Remember, that's what's important here, context. Then you'll easily understand why I'm telling you that you should definitely care about what other people think. Because here's the thing. Now, you, you're going you're gonna to want to listen closely to what I'm about to say, because this can get complicated, but it's really not. In caring about what other people think about you, this will help you know when not to care about what other people think about you. <laughs> Did you catch that? Caring about other people and what they think, right? In, in caring about what other people think about you, when you care about what they think, this will help you know when not to care what other people think about you. I hope you catch that, man, because look, listen, I, I'm in no way trying to be overly deep or philosophic or anything like that. I actually hate that kind of talking where people try to just be overly clever. I, I'm a simplifier. So you, you really have to listen to what I just said to get the point. And, and then I can clarify in a second. But let me say it again real quick. Yes, a Christian in the proper context should absolutely always care what other people ultimately think about you. Because in caring about what other people think, it will help you know when not to care about what other people think. All right, it's time to clarify. <laughs> you ready? Let's clarify. Okay, let's talk about why caring about others and what they think in the proper context is biblically the right thing to do at all times. Yeah, as, as you heard, most of your comments, like I said, is, is where you say you don't care much about what other people think, but more so your top concern is what God thinks about you, right? That's 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 and maybe you listening right now, you're probably like, Yeah, that's how I feel too. That's what that's that's what my answer is. When you when you asked that earlier a few minutes ago, that's what I was thinking. I do not care what people think. I only care about what God thinks. Well, what if I what if I told you that God wants you to care about what other people think of you. Because that's exactly what I'm telling you right now. That's exactly what I'm saying. In proper context, as a Christian, what people think of you matters more than you know. And God does not shy away from saying this in Scripture. Neither does Jesus. Now, put a pin in that point because I'm going to quickly come back to it. You know, put a, put a mental bookmarker right there. And remember that I just told you that God and Jesus would want you in the proper context to always care deeply about what other people think about you. Just put a pin in that. So, you know, this ain't no cool TC thing. This isn't my opinion. This is what you clearly get from untwisted scripture. That God and Jesus, from their own words, you can see that they will want you to care about what other people think about you. Because remember, what, what I said earlier about caring what people think, remember what I said? 
caring what other people think and, and how that helps you know when not to care. This is a great time to clarify that. So let me let me do that. So here's a scenario in which in order to honor God properly, you have to not care what someone else thinks initially. But then ultimately, you do need to care what they think about how you showed them that you didn't care what they thought. So let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk about those. I don't care what other people think scenarios. Let's talk about one. So if we're talking about if we're talking about those times when we're we're in full submission to Jesus with what we're doing, right? We're obeying scripture. We're obeying God's purpose for our lives, obeying the leading of the Holy Spirit. Then the answer is easy. No, you, you, you can't care about what people think. You can't let what people think stop you from doing any of these things, right? Obeying scripture, obeying God's purpose for your life, obeying the leading of the Holy Spirit. You can't let what people think stop you from doing these things. The one caveat I will say, though, is that you should care about making sure that even in your justified choice not to care or proper action to not care, you got to show it and do it in a loving way. Because if you don't, meaning if you intentionally come off like a disrespectful person, then you're in the wrong and you do more harm than good because they'll remember above all else the way you treated them. That's what's going to stick out. For example, maybe maybe you're praying over your food in public. I'm This is a weird example, but you'll get my point. You're, 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 you're praying over your food in public and, and somebody says, hey, hey, you know, I, I'm uncomfortable with you praying like that. You know, you can't respond like, man, shut up. I can pray if I want to. The Bible says to give thanks and that's what I'm going to do. Your little heathen behind need to try it sometime. <laughs> Like you, that's literally what some Christians will do. And that's wrong. They're not going to remember that you were honoring God. They're going to remember that you was a jerk, right? So what I'm, what I'm saying is, yes, it, it is proper and biblically the right thing to do, to not care what others think about you when, when you know you're doing the right thing. But you can't be intentionally insensitive. And that's a key word, intentionally. You can't be intentionally insensitive and offensive, intentionally offensive, in the process of showing people that you don't care how they're judging you for your Christian life. It's not a godly move. And you literally misused your freedom in Christ and you improperly defended your right to pray, basically. Ultimately, that will make Christians look bad. It'll make you look bad as a Christian. It makes God look bad when we do things like this. And I picked a light example with this little food example, but we be defending ourselves with some nasty attitude, man. And it makes Christians look bad. It makes God look bad. It makes Jesus look bad. It makes the Holy Spirit look bad. And for that reason alone, we as Christians must always care in the proper context what other people think about us and how we live our lives. Even in those times that we're called not to care, we have to care about how we execute that point. A key point I made earlier was when I, when I talked about intentionally offending people in the process of not letting their opinion stop us from biblical obedience. Because you, you can control, you can control intentional offensive behavior. 
You don't have to do that. You can control that. You don't have to you don't have to intentionally offend somebody. For example, in our earlier illustration about the, the, the praying of your food stuff in public, you you can politely let them know that, hey, you know, you're sorry that it makes them uncomfortable, but you, you can't stop honoring God for your food because they're uncomfortable with you doing it. Even if you didn't say that, maybe you say to them, you ask them, hey, why does it bother you? Why does it bother you when I pray? And then you strike up a conversation and and. And if you talk to them in a God honoring way and it still offends them somehow, then that's not your problem. You did everything you could do. You did every, you talked to them the same way you would talk to them if Jesus was sitting right there. And so the, the way they take that is out of your control. And, and in this case, if, you know, it, if, if, if you shrink back in a, in a situation like this, if you shrink back due to the pressure coming from that person that wants you to stop praying and you shrink back and you actually stop praying and, now you're caring about their opinion in the wrong way because you've now allowed public opinion to stop you from honoring God and you can't do that. So if you unintentionally, now the key word is unintentionally, if you unintentionally offend someone in the process of honoring God, meaning they walk away with a bad taste in their mouth because of your biblical obedience and you did it in a, in a sensitive way, then so be it. That's not on you because their problem is with your faith, not you. And that's what Jesus went through. He even told you that's how it's going to be. He said, remember, they, when, they, when they hate you, they hated me first. You know, you were polite. You did your best. They're simply offended by your faith. You can't care what they think about that. Now, you need to shift your care in the direction of their salvation at that point. So maybe add their name to your prayer list. You know, maybe say a quiet prayer to yourself for them right then and there. But it's different when you carelessly offend people with a bad attitude or disrespectful words or blowing them off nonchalantly. Now, not only were they offended by your faith, but they 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 also can indict your actions as offensive. They'll tell other people that how offensive you were. That's what stick out to them. And now they dislike Christians. And they and they, and they they got a problem with the faith, and they and they like man, them Jesus followers, man. And see, when they get that attitude, that's on you. That is on you. That's that's your fault. You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. Let me tell you why I'm so passionate about this particular topic. I'm going to give you a recent example of, of something that I, I truly believe hurt Christianity. In fact, I know it hurt Christianity and the reputation of Christians. And it not, not only did it hurt what people think of us, but it also potentially hurt the growth of new Christians or struggling Christians. So here's what I'm talking about. Recently, a, a, a certain Christian entertainer made a mistake in private. It was a private mistake. But the mistake was unfortunately made public. 
Now, you may know exactly what I'm referring to. And if you do, great. If you don't, don't worry about a name or anything like that, because I don't like to do names when the names are non-essential to the point and people end up focusing on the name and going in on that person or whatever. And, and like I said, if you know about what I'm talking about, and you probably do, it was, it was a it was a, a a widely known incident. But like I said, I don't, I don't tend to focus on the names. I want to focus on the essential point. And here is the point. This person made a mistake. It was a bad one. Uh, especially coming from a Christian that is known for, you know, their their Christian entertainment and, and their gospel entertainment. And uh, like I said, the mistake was done privately, but it was leaked publicly. And then the Christian entertainer apologized. Now, don't forget that. Listen, the Christian entertainer apologized publicly because the incident went public and, and was clearly hurt. This is just what I'm getting from what I saw, clearly hurt probably pretty embarrassed by it. You know, uh, when you're known for, for, for singing about Jesus all the time and everything, and then something like this comes out, it's embarrassing. And most likely, you know, like I said, he was just very embarrassed by his actions. Now, I don't want to talk about what the mistake was, because again, that's, that, that too is irrelevant to the point. Just know that it was, it was a bad mistake. But what's sad is the way that several Christians responded to the incident. That, that's, that's the point here. And many of them were saying that an apology was not necessary. This is what they were saying. The the apology was not necessary. They were saying, you know, you don't owe anybody anything. This is what they were saying to them, you know, in the comments and stuff like that. And and it ain't none of their business. It ain't none of my business. And, you know, all these types of things. And many of them, and these are Christians, many of them acted like it was was no big deal at all. Just just no big deal at all. It, it, it It didn't deserve any attention publicly even though it was made public, even though the world is watching. So many Christians were so quick to defend the Christian entertainer. That was a cool, that was the cool thing to do, you know, uh, the popular thing to do, to, to tell everybody to back off of him, to tell everybody not to judge him. And, and But the worst thing that I heard was people telling the entertainer who had apologized humbly, as hard as that was, they told the entertainer that he should not have apologized, that he should have never apologized publicly. So this was the majority of what I saw being said by Christians, and many of them were well-known Christians, other entertainers, you know, uh, uh, people with the, the, the blue verified check next to their name. What this means is that of the thousands and thousands of comments, the verified ones stick out like a sore thumb. That's what people are really kind of reading. And if your name is known, people take what you say seriously. And... These are the easiest comments to find, the big blue check. And these were the comments that were telling the entertainer, you don't owe anybody an apology. There's nothing wrong with the foul language that you use. We all go through that and all that kind of stuff, you know, normalizing it. And meanwhile, you've got non-Christians mocking the situation. They're looking at this like, ain't nobody saying nothing to this guy. Other non-believers that genuinely don't understand how in one moment they can be listening to some of the sweetest gospel music from this person. And then in that, out of that same mouth, they hear in some of the most explicit language that a person can say, they're, they're confused. They're, they're, you know, they may be looking up to this person. So you got them looking on. And, and this is where a huge opportunity is being missed. Because see, I don't actually, uh, I'll address the, the, the entertainer that made a mistake. He, he's not the issue here. You'll see what I mean by that. It's it's the commentary from fellow Christians. 
that I have the biggest problem with. And you should too. See, this is where a lot of Christians ignored what the world was thinking about the situation. They're looking on to see how we handle it. And since they felt like, you know, the, the, the people who were offering advice, these other Christians, since they felt like they were supporting a fellow brother in Christ, which I understand, but that's all they focused on was trying to encourage him. But so many of them went about it the wrong way. I'm telling you, specifically, it was those who told him, and this is what gets me, they told him he should not have apologized. Oh, I cringed when I first read that comment and kept seeing it come up because in my mind, and this is the kicker, in my mind, I'm like, well, what if God told him to apologize? What if this entertainer was praying, they felt bad, they felt remorseful, they were embarrassed. It was like, God, what do I do? And God was like, address it. Like God put it on his heart to apologize. Then he that, that happens. He wants to obey that. And that's what he goes and does. But then you have all these Christians telling him he should not have done it. Think about that. See, I think that is so dangerous. It was so popular to come to his aid and say all of that, but you don't know what God has told him to do. Why would you tell him don't apologize? See, that's when you do, you, you, you hurt the situation and you hurt the person more than you help the person. I mean, this man makes a private mistake. Now, had it stayed private, then I agree. There is no need for a public apology. You know, I agree. It, 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 is, it is then at that point, nobody else's business. But unfortunately, the mistake leaked out. And, and when the mistake leaked out and the whole world saw it, you cannot take this same approach of it ain't nobody else's business because unfortunately it was made the world's business. It's like a hot mic. <laughs> you know, it's like a hot mic. You got to address that. You can't treat a public sin the same way you treat a private one because a huge opportunity is missed. There, there, there may be non-believers watching to see how this Christian will respond to their sin. Or there may be weak believers that, made, that have made similar mistakes. And they want to see how this person, this, 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 uh, this Christian, this, this potentially seasoned Christian, they want to see how this person's going to respond. They, they, they can learn from this. And if, and if the response that we finally see is a biblical response, it could go a long way in showing the world and weaker believers or whatever, showing everybody what Christianity is all about, what true repentance is all about, what the grace of God truly looks like. So when I heard the entertainer apologize, as hard as it was for him to do it, I knew it was the right thing to do. I mean, I was embarrassed for him. I was, I was surprised, but, but I know it was the right thing to do. It was hard, but it was very necessary. And then the next thing is to show the world what a Christian does when he or she stumbles out in front like that. Because if the stumbling happened out in front, hey, the healing and the forgiveness and the power of the Holy Spirit can happen out in front too. And that might inspire somebody so that, so that they can see the power of God. Those that have made similar mistakes would possibly be attracted to that. People in the world making similar mistakes and they're like, oh man, I, I wish I had that power. You know, I wish I was able to, to rebound the way he did. Man, the Holy Spirit is something else. See, that's, that's why I got so bothered when supporters of the entertainer were telling him to take the there's nothing to see here approach. 
making excuses for him, telling him to ignore all those people that were disappointed. And I'm thinking to myself, I hope you prayed before you gave that advice. Because if God told his man to apologize, it's terrible that you're telling him not to. <laughs> God, God might have been prompting him to own up to his wrongs and to show the world what a Christian needs to do in a situation. And, and fellow Christians are telling him the exact opposite based on their own knee-jerk reactions and the, the cool thing to do to, to, to just try to, you know, basically show support and hey, back off my guy and all the different things. So while publicly defending this entertainer, it might have been cool and the popular thing to do. It was wrong to do, especially in such an unbalanced way. If it was balanced, it's fine. If it was balanced, it would have been great. That's what you do. You want to also show the world how we support each other, how a brother supports a brother in Christ. So the support for this, the support for this brother needed to be way more biblically balanced. Like Christians needed to say that what the world saw from this brother in Christ, what he did was wrong. He knows that. Obviously, you saw that. He humbly apologized for it, and he asked for prayers, and he wants to get better. And we should honor that request and pray for him and his family. Like that, something like that should have been said. And maybe a, a few splatterings of that happened, but the majority, I saw the opposite. That's what should have been said. You know, something, something to that effect, because the world is watching. But way too many Christians went the opposite route with their words. They acted like the world did not need or deserve an explanation of any kind. But you're wrong if you think that. They do. That's the responsibility of being a Christian, whether you like it or not. And I, and I felt that the person who made the mistake in the situation did the right thing by apologizing, owning up to it and addressing his sin. And we should have been cheering him on for doing that, especially if he prayed about it and that's what God called him to do. We should have rallied around him and been cheering him on and showing people how we respond to sin rather than acting like we don't owe nobody anything. And we should have highlighted how he, he's making a plan to get better. And, and, if, and if that's the case, shouldn't be judging a person while they're making a plan to get better. Be, be, be praying for that plan. Now, while many of his supporters did the wrong thing and they told him he should not have apologized, you know, that's what they did. And, and then normalized what he did. And then they acted like the outside of uh, the outside opinion of others are irrelevant. I mean, they're, they're, they're wrong for doing that. that that's what they, they're wrong for doing that, because when you claim Christ with a platform that the whole world can see whether it's a preacher or an author or an entertainer like myself, when we make mistakes publicly and don't address them, we run the risk of unbelievers or weaker Christians getting a bad taste in their mouth about Jesus. And there's no way we can sit there and let this happen. Someone's going to tell you straight up, if I, TC, if I ever make a mistake similar to this, if I, if I ever make a similar mistake publicly, that puts Christianity in a bad light and the Holy Spirit inspires and moves me to a humble action of apologizing publicly, the last thing I need or want is people trying to talk me out of that because it takes too much humility and faith and courage and all of that to, to even go there. And I've achieved that. And then I got people trying to talk me out of that. I don't want that. I want to be held accountable. 
I want people to tell me, brother, that was wrong, but we got your back because we know you're going to grow and respond. We know, we know the Holy Spirit is going to lead you to be better and we got your back. And then if people are, are jumping on uh, my brother, I'm going to defend my brother in that, in that way, but I'm not going to ignore what people are seeing like there's nothing to see here because that doesn't show people how Christianity works and how accountability works. So let me wrap this up by saying this. When it comes to what people think of you, that was the question, right? Yes is the answer. You need to care because as a Christian, what people think of you can determine what they think of God. And, and I'm a realist. I'm not, I'm not talking about caring about what people think of you, you know, when it comes to your clothes or your possessions or your shoes or your, your looks or, you know, what, what kind of house you live in or just all these, you know, all that judgmental stuff. You know, I, I'm especially not talking about caring what people think in such a way that it stops you from obeying God. I'm not talking about caring so much about what people think, you know, you, you care so much that you start watering down your faith so that you don't offend them. I'm definitely not talking about none of that. I'm talking about the overall effect of what people see you do with your Christian life. You got to care what they think. Remember, I told you to put a pin in the fact that God and Jesus would want us to care. That's because it comes from scripture, man. Just read your Bible. Now, and, I, and you know, I don't like to do a whole lot of preaching here or nothing like that. So I'm just going to tell you, the Bible tells us that what we do either gathers people to Jesus, to Jesus or it scatters them. That's scripture. It tells us to let our light shine so that God is glorified. So that people may glorify uh, your father in heaven, that's scripture. It also says that God is blasphemed by the world because of the hypocrisy among its believers. People literally, that's scripture, by the way. <laughs> it's all, this is what I'm getting at. These, this is the words of God and the words of Jesus. People literally don't like Jesus, don't like God, don't like scripture, don't like Bible, not so much because of the, the people themselves, God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. It'd be the followers that represent him in the wrong way. And the way we represent him in the wrong way, a lot of times is due to the fact that we don't care what people think. We misuse grace. We think because of grace, we got license to not care what people think. No, grace is the ability to, to not pay for your sins when you, when you do them. You can use repentance. Grace is in place for that. In the process of trying to please the Lord and you're screwing it all up, grace is in place as you repent and fix it. But grace ain't in place so you can just ignore uh, what people think. When it comes to something that you do that will cause them to not understand forgiveness the right way, not understand repentance, not understand how a Christian handles sin, we have an obligation to explain that, period, because it could affect what they ultimately think about Christianity, about Jesus, about God. What we do either gathers people to Jesus or scatters them. So at the end of the day, here's what I'm telling you. In a proper context, we cannot ignore what people think about us. In the proper context, we can't ignore what people think about us. Context is key and we have to care. Why? Because what people think about you and what you do with your life as a Christian can ultimately affect what they do with theirs in terms of a relationship with Jesus. That has eternal implications. That's why it matters. Thank y'all for listening. We'll see you next time on the TCS Live Show.
Thanks for listening to TCS Live with TC Stallings on the Edify Podcast Network. Tune in next time for another powerful exploration of faith and life. And for more must-hear podcasts, download the Edify Podcast app on the Apple and Google Play stores or at edify.app.